0: Welcome everybody to the Unimpressed podcast today. I'm John Edmonds Cosma. This is Kristen Scott Tough. Right?
2: Yeah. That's sir. how you say your name. Yeah, no, no, don't not use my government name. It sounds all official and everything.
0: What what's up? What do you mean government name? Government name.
2: Everybody else just calls me Tough.
0: Tough. Tough is your name. All right, we're going to call you Tough on this this edition of the Unimpressed podcast. Tough. I like your uh, accent. That's that's pretty cool. I mean I'm I'm from the South too. And Where's yours I- is you I'm
2: from North Carolina. Ooh. Y'all got the beaches and stuff, don't you?
0: Yeah, we're in Charleston, South Carolina now. I moved my studio from uh well, outside of Manhattan in, in New Jersey to here. Uh we moved here, moved the studio here in end of October. Yeah. You know where Charleston, South Carolina is? Yes
2: sir.
0: What's going on in your world today? In this damn time, I know you've had I know you've done a lot of things, so what's what's on your agenda?
2: Like to, really? I'm just building my house. See, I bought this okay. So most people think I'm in like Texas or Oklahoma and I'm out still traveling, doing crazy wild things. I'm not. I moved back to my hometown, which I said I'd never do, but my papa he had a stroke and it wasn't real bad, like he ain't all you know, like he still walk function, everything he cooks. But sometimes he just needs a buddy. Plus my papa and my grandma do like my, they're my, you know, they're my people. So gotcha. anyways, there's this antique barn built in like the thirties in their backyard. It's like right in uh-huh. the middle of town. So I bought it and it's 6,000 square foot. So the top part I'm building house things. I figure if it's good enough for my horses to live in, it's good enough for me to live in.
0: How many horses you got?
2: I only got three right now.
0: Three. you ride every day?
2: No, sir. If you saw what I had right now, I've, right now I've got a uh, six month old filly. I ain't even. Gonna, honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. I got it from my fan who does. Uh, she does that fancy riding stuff at Western Pleasure. First of all, I ain't wearing them pants. They wear. They make the girls wear them tight pants. Yeah, Your vagina got to breathe, in, and there ain't no way nothing breathing up in there. That ain't healthy. Yeah. Okay? So I ain't wearing them. So I'm just gonna have her show my <laughs> horse and train it, and I'll pay her to do whatever. But I just want the babies out of it, you know. But right now I got to keep her all like in bubble wrap because she can't have no scars or cuts on her. And then I got one horse. Now she rides good, but she looks like she's pregnant. I done got her too fat for winter. And then my grandma, come here, coming back yeah. from Bama because I just moved back from there. That's where I was at last.
0: Where you were in Alabama?
2: Yeah, Tuscaloosa.
0: Tuscaloosa, really. I've done a lot of shows. I do a lot of shows in Alabama. Darren's in, um, you know, Mumford, Alabama.
2: I know. And I'm going to come clean with you. Okay, Mr. John, I'm going to come clean with you. I left you two voicemails. And I even did it professional. I was like, this is a uh, Kristen uh, Tuscott, and I would really like to talk to you. And I even said my phone number two times, clearly. And I even really? lose my, my perfect yes, like a year ago, because I was like, mm. and then y'all pick Ginger Billy, and I'm like, okay, so he's a muscled up version of, like, of me, nice. <laughs> like I have qualities too.
0: <laughs> a muscled so up version of you.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he gets away with it because he's he's like totally dude. Like right now, I'm I want to put like a fatty in right now, it's so bad I can't stand it. But he can dip. Nobody says nothing, but every lose their mind if I do.
0: Well, that's a, you like, what do you dip?
2: Any kind of coke. If I'm having a slow Sunday, maybe some Levi Garrett. Really? You can't dip that all the time. It's Yeah, it's real sweet. It's just to make your belly hurt.
0: I mean, I used to dip when I played baseball. Um, I do? haven't dipped in a long time.
2: When I was in high school, I used to put dip in between my big toe and I guess like what be your like index toe. And I taped yeah. it up for the game and it would soak into your bloodstream.
0: Well, oh, tell me, tell me, tell me this. Um, when these horses have babies, right? What, what are you trying to do with the babies? You said you wanted babies. What, what are you trying to do with the babies? You got some, you got a good breed of horses. What kind of breed are they?
2: Well, I got AQHA and then I got off the track thoroughbred. Now she's the one I got to watch because like I'm all out right breaking a couple ribs or a leg or something, maybe, but like. She might end my life. I don't know. I've rode her before. She didn't do nothing, but it's the wintertime. They're kind of all frisky out there, bucking around and playing and everything, and it's not as young as they used to be. Nice. Plus, she's 17 hands. That's a long way to the ground.
0: Going back to the Alabama piece in Tuscaloosa, did were you, I guess you're a Roll Tide fan?
2: uh uh-huh. I ain't never had no. See, I graduated from ASU. So I grew up in I was a Sunbelt conference. I ain't never had no allegiance to no hogs, okay? Gotcha. So when I moved down there, I was like, why not? And then now I understand it. Like it's like a language. Like you see somebody, like you don't even have to say good day, you can be like roll tide. And they know what you're talking about. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, we did a show there at the Tuscaloosa Theater. We did I think we did one or two shows there in the Tuscaloosa Theater, right there by the the hotel. I think there's a a Marriott or a Hilton there. It's an interesting town. Very interesting town.
2: It's real cool. I just liked it. Well, I said I lived in Northport, so like a couple miles outside. But I just liked it because I like to do volunteer work and stuff. And they have a really nice um, assisted living facility that I volunteered at two days a week or like three or whenever I just showed up. I kind of liked it for that. When this whole COVID deal kicks over, I'm going to go back and visit my, my people.
0: Did you reach out to me? Did you want to try stand up?
2: I, listen, I had this whole thing planned out. Essentially what I could give to you would be like a gay Rodney Carrington, okay? Cause I can sing and I'm funny.
0: You can sing? Why ain't you why ain't you doing it? You got a platform.
2: Well, people ask me too all the time about too, you, uh, cause like here's the deal. Uh I had some things happen when I was I went out on pop line just because I was like, why not? And by the time I was on pop line, my granny done died. And then my papa had a stroke and then I lost my niece. So I was like, it's time to come home, pack it in. And so I've been trying to find like my inner happiness again. You know what I mean? Cause I know what it's like to be sad. And there's so many, especially right now, so many sad people. So I try to keep it fun, you know, funny and light for them. Let them know, hey, you know, I struggle too. Yeah. But you gotta keep going, you know, you gotta decide whether you're gonna have a bad five minutes or you you know, let something make you have a bad five minutes or a bad day.
0: And you, you kind of had your own, like, things happen to you. It's kind of pushed you, and, and I think with the the cancer, you didn't you have breast cancer and had an so, issue with that?
2: So I didn't have full-blown lose-your-hair, all that cancer. So when I was, like, 25, my granny told me that we had the, the gene or whatever in the family, so I need mm-hmm. to start to go get checked out. Well, I was, like, 25, so I was, like, Yeah, I'll go get checked. I did. I had all these lumps. So for the next two years, I went every three months instead of six. And finally, I walked in one day. He was like, all right, we got to take them off. And I'm like, cool. Not that I don't like coming and seeing you, but I'm tired of watching Dr. Phil putting together puzzles with like nine-year-old women. Okay. So
0: was that a relief? Was that a relief to, to get that done? Take the worry away from you? Did it make you stronger as a person?
2: I feel like, did. I feel like, but I feel like this whole industry makes you stronger as a person. Because, like, if you can't handle people saying hateful stuff to you, at that time, I already had a small following. And it was only, like, maybe, just I'd say I had a little over a 100,000. So I was getting, like, the usual just, like, hate comments, like, kill yourself, all this kind of stuff. And people just didn't understand me.
0: Well, you know what I tell people. I tell I tell Darren and Catfish and them. I said, "Stay out of the comments," you know, because it's
2: I don't even have to do nothing no more. Like I'm like trying to break up catfight. I'm like, look, y'all trying to make toe to toe. She lives over there. She y'all need to cut. Just stop. It's supposed to be for fun, for, you know. Give people some laughs, you know. People mm-hmm.
0: like oh, uh, Facebook is is Facebook your biggest platform? Do you have any other big platforms that you do content on?
2: So here's my deal. I mainly just post about my life and like what's going on to make people feel better about their life. Like, I mean, I got a cool life. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, currently I'm living with my grandparents, you know, everything, helping out my, like my papa, which I'm helping them out. Cause you know, they grew up in that generation where they got parents who was in the great depression, you know, so yeah. they like trying to save stuff that is unnecessary. I'm like, we don't need 15 butter bowl, 50 million butter bowls, grandma. Like cut it off at mm-hmm. fifteen. We got to end the madness somewhere because I'm sick and tired of warming up the actual butter in the microwave, thinking it's like last <laughs> not steady, You know, but you know we been working on things like that. But I mean, I think it's I just like it's it's just an interest, an interest in interesting life, I guess.
0: Well, I understand. I understand too. You do uh, some volunteer work.
2: Oh yeah. So I did. What kind of volunteer of work you do? Thing. Oh, my favorite is the Christmas toy drive. Every year, I either usually sell merch. With COVID this year, I didn't. Um, people donated enough to buy for four kids, and I bought Christmas for an additional 15 to 20.
0: Oh, okay, so nice. I them.
2: It just gets like a list, and I just use my money and buy it. And like everybody's like, oh, no, it's not a tax write off. I don't write it off on my taxes. Like, I just feel like that it's what you should do, you know? It's yeah. like I know what it's like to grow up. My mom was in a real abusive relationship when I was five. And so, we lived in battered women's shelters, you know, like, I mean, people all they see now, they're like, oh, you don't know, you don't know anything about struggle. I'm like, man, I thought everybody ate ramen noodles for dinner. Like I thought that was a normal thing because, you know, we was running from my stepdad and I don't know. It was anyway. So like I have, uh, you know I mean? The thing is, you don't know someone's story. Yeah. Someone may be signing up just because they blew their money on beer and cigarettes, but they may be signing up because they got a deeper story. But regardless of what the parents did, The kids shouldn't have to suffer. You know what I mean. And they need something. How do you
0: How do you reflect on that? How do you use that? How do you use that in your life um, for an advantage? Obviously, you turn it into a positive. How did you How do you process that information?
2: Like what happened when I was a kid?
0: Yeah, like you know, you get older because I don't think I think when you're young, it really doesn't it it hits you, but it doesn't really hit you. And I think you get in your twenties, you start to kind of reflect on the past and. Try to understand, try to understand things a little more. Did, how did that process for you?
2: So for me, like a lot of people were like, oh, well, he, you know, he'd been meeting on her. You know, why don't she just leave? They don't understand when, when someone's in a toxic relationship, it's that toxic. You can't just leave. They're going to follow you. In one month, we was in six different women's shelters hiding from him, and they was running us out the back door because he done busted through security and busted up in there. I mean, so you can't just leave these people. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is before they turn into these crazy narcissists, they make you most likely financially dependent upon them anyway. So where are you going to go with $5 and four kids? Mm-hmm. That's what people don't understand, is that, oh, you you can't just go somewhere. You know? I mean, it's. It's a long story, but I mean, it makes me, I'm definitely more conscious about things like. So, so here's a fine example. You never know anyone's story. Mm -hmm. I was in Northport, I was at the Publix, and a Hispanic lady came in. She had two kids. I didn't think anything about it. She was in front of us, and there was an issue with her EBT or her WIC or something like that. And the manager, very rudely to me, like it's gonna be a while. There's an it. We have a wick issue or an EBT issue, and I'm and like they're like mouthing about, and I'm like, okay, well, whoa, 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 whoa. So I call a corporate. I said, first of all, because she don't need to be mouthing everybody's business like that. I said, and you don't know her story. Mm-hmm. Whether you know, here's the deal. Maybe she's legal to be here. Some of the hardest working people I've worked with are Hispanic men, and let me tell you, I'm trying to be around them around lunchtime because their women can cook.
0: I know they, they make some good badass, some good I'm stuff. To get some
2: badass Mexican tortilla food for lunch. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I hear you.
2: let's just get it done, but you know what I mean it was just like they just the judgment right off the bat. and I'm just yeah. like, you mean to tell me that you have never been anywhere in your card has had you know something ain't been wrong with your card. It just was hateful. You know what I'm saying? So it made me I guess it's made me less judgmental when it comes to things like that. Because mm-hmm. everybody needs help at some point or another. I well, probably should find up food stamps when I was in college.
0: <laughs> well, let me ask you this. What was what was a life changing experience getting into the entertainment business? Was where you kinda made you go down this path, you know, having the social media presence and was that the you were on the show, right? Some type of show?
2: Actually, they called me for the show. I had no idea who they were. I graduated out of college, and I didn't want to go to medical school because I feel like that the do- some some doctors, I won't say all, I feel like some doctors just heard people like cattle. In the average emergency room, you got 15 minutes per patient. Well, what happens if you can't figure out in 15 minutes what's wrong with somebody? Send them, you, know, you make them an appointment for respiratory, mm-hmm. pulmonary, whatever. So I ran away after college, and I ended up in Missouri. Riding and breaking horses, right? And I didn't even mean for it to happen, but I caught the flu for the very first time. I text everybody about, you know, I'm, you know, it's going to be a week off. You don't have to pay for it. Everything's took care of, this, this, and this. Well, they kept texting me, so I posted this video, a rant video, which my Facebook was public. Mm-hmm. In my very first rant video about basically just freaking leave me alone. While, you know, I got the flu. Leave me alone. I'm trying to breathe here. And, um, it, so that video went viral and then I was like, as a joke, I was like, all right, I'll make a fan page. And it was just like, boom, it like locked on.
0: So you, you had the fan page, you had the fan page before the show?
2: Yes, sir. So I was sitting down in Florida for my 20, see already, so I hadn't had for my 20, Fifth birthday, 24th, 26th, tw- somewhere around in their birthday. I don't know. I ain't going to lie to you. I was drunk. So, some lady called Crystal Smith calls me. She says, This is Crystal Smith with CMT. And I just want to know if you want to do it, if you want to be on a show called Redneck Island. I was like, It's my birthday. I'm in Florida. Leave me alone. Blank. Hang up on her. She calls back. Me, she goes, this is tough. No, seriously. We want you to come be on a TV show. And I'm like, right, Who's on there? And they're like, Well, you never heard of their show? I was like, no. They're like, are you going to watch it? I was like, no. They're like, you're not going to get caught up on anything. I was like, absolutely not. I like being surprised. They're like, well, so Cold's a host. I was like, sold. <laughs> was like, so then I was like flying out. And then my mom messaged the produ- production every day to make sure yeah. that I had been sold into sex slavery. Yeah. So they would like take a picture of me like doing, you know what I mean? Like, le- like legally, my mom hadn't signed like a non-disclosure, but it would be like a picture of me off in the background doing the, you know, doing all this stuff. Yeah, they would send it to my mom because she was convinced that I was sold into sex slavery. It's like now, like I got like I'm flat, you know, like well, I got pigments. I ain't gonna lie. I'm. I'm, oh, I'm you
0: I'm, you live you left.
2: Nah, you just gotta work <laughs> on the farm.
0: Oh, okay. So you're, you're throwing bales of hay and all kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah. Nice. That so got a whole, that old fat mare the other day, she decided she was going to be head shy. and wasn't going to take her. Uh, I was trying to worm them and the rest of my horses, they just let me worm them just fine. Well, she starts throwing a fit, throwing a fit. And I was like, I ain't doing this, but I'm also not going to, you know, I don't want to be me and twitch them. Like you can twist in your nose. There's nerve runs in there. And it makes them stand still. Anyways, I was out there. My neighbors looking at me because obviously my farm's in town, looking at me. And I got my arm over a horse that like literally probably run me through the fence. And I'm like, and put it in her mouth. And then you know, I don't know, I don't handle.
0: Well, you me. must have a, you must have a good relationship with your horses.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I love them because <laughs> the they talk back, but they speak my language. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wasn't feeling it either. I wasn't feeling it today. The girl don't even worry about it. I would have broke that too. I would have broke that too. You know, that was ridiculous. It was ridiculous of me to think you'd want to do that, baby. I'm sorry. I would have broke it too. Don't worry about eating expensive food I buy. It's like having kids. Don't worry about eating that healthy stuff. Going over. Yeah. Get no get stuff on that mineral yeah, exactly. block over there. That's fine. <laughs>
0: So how, how yeah, long many many seen
2: all that much? Just gonna kick it in. That's fine. <laughs> oh, you mean you don't want to be in the barn? So you're just going to kick the door open? That's fine. I didn't want you in there anyway. That's how it is. It's just like having crazy. And then I got my chickens. They're the highlight of my life, really.
0: Fresh eggs every day? Yes, sir. Nice.
2: I got some double yokers right now.
0: Really? Is that a good thing? Yeah. Double yokers is a good thing?
2: Yeah, this is one egg with two yolks.
0: Well, I mean, I knew the analogy, but I didn't know if that was a, a
2: different.
0: Oh, okay. So you have to have a special breed to have that.
2: No, sir. You just got to get a Chicken that has them. For me, I don't know about it. for her. I mean, I'm not sure <laughs> anatomy, but I know if that was coming down to me, boy. I...
0: Let me ask you this: going back to going back to the show, how how many do you one season on Redneck Island?
2: Yeah, I did one season.
0: So you come out of the show. You kind of have some notoriety. Is that when your social media took off? And did you know what you wanted to do when you come out of the show? You just went back to the farm? I mean.
2: No. So I went into the show with 260,000 followers. Um, I come out of the show with maybe like a hundred thousand more and their Facebook page actually gained more followers. Like they released this one at once. Their Facebook page actually got followers off me. Gotcha. Ridiculous. So it really didn't boost me any. So like really what I have is just tenacity and like, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to show people that, all you know, it takes all kinds of kinds. But people want to lump me in with, oh, she's trash. She's uneducated because she doesn't enunciate. Well, here's the deal. If I had to give a mentor a tour, look, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I can enunciate words.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a crazy vocabulary. It's just really hard for me to speak eloquently all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it takes so freaking long. Like, what does it matter for your genius? I, to to say. I mean,
0: well, what your what have you worked on a set? Have you worked on a comedy set? What would your comedy set look like?
2: My comedy set, yeah, like, maybe a little guitar. But in the beginning, I'm all I'm I'm ready for the hecklers because I'm a comeback kind of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it, and I'm waiting on them because I know they're going to be there. Because that's the thing, people. Who can't be happy about themselves love to hate on other people. So there's like there's a bunch of females out there wanting wanting to express themselves and be this that or the other thing, and they're scared to. So they're like, "Bam, we're gonna go hate on her because she's living my life." You know what I
0: mean? Mm-hmm.
2: That makes sense. That's mainly what I find. Or in men that are insecure.
0: Oh, when have you done a show yet? Have you done a stand up show?
2: So I did one in Memphis, right? But my friends took me in college, so um. Actually, it went pretty well. Like, it started out a little rocky because it was more of an uh, African-American based club. And here yeah. comes me. And I was with my friends that played small bulls- So, we showed up. And they're like, just do it. Just do it. You know, they'll give you 15 minutes. I was like, right. by the end of it, it was all just, you know, it was all just laughs and whatever. I mean, it, I had literally nothing written down. I just went up there and I was like, hey, uh. My name's uh, Kristen. My friend's call me K Scott, and I'm White Trash. And you guys, playful Banner now, and they were saying stuff, whatever. And then I, I, you know, I would just throw insults back. So it was basically like a, it was kind of like a banner back and forth with the crowd, which ended up being funny because they were getting burns on me, and my friends were like, oh, and then I was, I would burn them back. I'd be like. Yeah, that's why you're wearing them Krusty Jordans right there. Okay. You should have saved his money that you paid to get in his club, saved it up a couple of weeks, and we got you some new fresh shoes. Okay. Because I may be wearing cowboy boots, but let me tell you right now, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. We just been messing. Well, I just messed around with them. It was so fun, though. But don't no,
0: well, you ready? You ready to go do a show in Nashville?
2: Yep. Yeah. As long as I get to sing.
0: Well, how, well, how many songs are you going to sing? What's a, what's a song sound like? Like, what, what would you do? You do original stuff, like comedy original or r- remakes? What does like it look I've like?
2: Original songs I've written. And then uh, I've come up with some pretty funny ones about um. I've got a rap song about my mom. So, like, my mom married this crazy dude and, like, he uh, didn't even come to the divorce hearings. So she got to keep, like, the whole powder coating company. And, like, I just play rap beats and rap about my old stepdad. He kind of broke my heart too, because my dad never was there for me, and I called that that piece of junk pops for like five years, and then he's just like, "Boom, I'm a liar, I'm leaving." But it's all right because we kept all his stuff.
0: Oh, give me give me a verse. You got a verse for me? Give me two verses.
2: I gotta have a beat. You can't just give me that. Oh, I don't give me a beat. Give Why you a beat. Going? Why you gonna put me on the spot? <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey. Hey, if you, hey, that's that's cool. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, put up a show.
2: Do you want to hear some T-Pain? Like, I can get my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want pull off
0: Let me see. What do you got?
2: Give me five what? seconds, sir.
0: Just give me- okay, five seconds. We're waiting, ladies and gentlemen, for Tuff to get her guitar out and play us a T-Pain song.
2: You, do you don't like T-Pain?
0: I'd like T-Pain.
2: Have you heard him sing without, like, the the out, without the...
0: Auto-tunes? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, without the auto-tune. He's, like, the best.
0: He is the best.
2: With that auto-tune? I was, I was amazed. I was like, this can't be real. Okay, I can't find that, so you want to hear Eric Church? <laughs> I've been gone, been gone too long, singing my songs on the road. Another town, one more show. I'm coming home, don't give a damn what these keys are for. I'm going to knock down that front door and find out what this old house is made of.
0: Damn, girl. Oh, we'll give you a little hand. Good job.
2: Different. I didn't warm up, mine in tune, but I'll just give you a little s- s- scample.
0: Nice. So you should be on stage. You're a performer. I mean, what are you waiting on?
2: For Joan to call me back. I've called you twice and left my number <laughs> twice. <laughs> but I like doing funny. I like doing funny ones. Like I'll tell you one. One time I called a fella named John, but he didn't seem interested. very long. <laughs> he never called me back. My dreams were shattered. But hey, look now, it doesn't even matter, because we're on a Zoom conference call.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice, I like that.
2: Just proving I can, I can be on the. You know, do
0: you, do you think we're like the leaders in uh, southern comedy?
2: I like the way that you let people be their self. Yeah, That's the deal I've had. I, I, okay, so me calling you was not. A, it was not a desperation thing, thing, right? Yeah, because believe it or not, I've been on the. Uh, I've auditioned for your singing shows, and they want me to change the way I dress. Can you enunciate a little bit more for your stuff? I mean, I've made it all the way through basically to the live shows, and I just won't change. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that I loved about your company was you just let Darren not be who he was. Like, I'm not trying, and like Catfish Cuddly, you just let him be, you let him be who they are.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was my approach. I always said that if you really want to tap into relatability, right? It needs to be real because I think things get diluted in Hollywood and things are overproduced. So my, my thought process going into this was let's create an outline, right? Outline, help them with the timing and they already have the tone or they have the tone they have the tone established, right? You give them the outline and then you help them with timing and that's it, you know, and you be yourself. You know, and the timing is a kind of a self-evolving thing because more you're on stage, your timing will continue to get better. But that's always been my approach because I knew that thread of relatability would hit to the core of real people, you know. And I think that's why we've had a lot of longevity, you know, in the business because there's really nobody has taken, you know, these these guys that got this these followings on social media and had a run five years. You know what I'm saying? Usually the industry the industry gives up on them after six months. You know, but you got to have the right talent, too. I mean, it's talent first.
2: Yeah. But I don't... I mean, that was just... Honestly, that was the main thing that drew me. As I noticed, I was like... I was Because like, when I... The first one I saw, obviously, was Darren Knight. Because I, like, loved him. Like, I just like how he is. I don't know. And he sounds like my mom and my grandmama and them. But I was like, when I saw... I started seeing bang, bang productions, bang productions, bang productions. And I was like, oh, man, because I knew what normally happened after you saw that someone like, signed with someone or whatever. Like, I got rid of a couple of people because they were managers because they were trying to tell me to do. I'm like, look, but like he didn't change. And I was like, that's somebody I want to work with. I'm mm-hmm. pretty suspicious.
0: Or what have you looked up on me? What do you know about me? Anything?
2: No, sir. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. But it wouldn't matter because I go off like how people treat me and um how they treat other people. And I haven't yeah. heard anything bad about you, which a lot yeah. of stuff circulates bad in these little you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we have a pretty good reputation.
2: I know that I need to save people from your, your uh company that uh feller called me and I put his name in Bang Productions. And it showed up on my phone and, like, I know who Bang Productions is. A guy's name, Bang Productions. And I was like, looks like I'm getting a porn gig call. Like,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I hate to say it. And then I was like, oh. but honestly, I've done a lot of interviews. And today's been the one I've been most nervous about.
0: There ain't no reason to be nervous. We
2: really didn't know. What do you mean? I was like, maybe he's unimpressed with me.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, is like I try to start off the show. Like, I'm unimpressed that you're, I'm unimpressed that Tough Scott is not doing comedy or not on stage. I didn't realize you're such a performer. I thought you're more of a personality on camera, but I mean, you're definitely a performer. I mean, I can see that just talking to you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've played a lot of gigs like in college and stuff. Yeah. I have that uh, drinking money. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what, what is you, what is that? How would you. With all the stuff running the farm and stuff like that, how would you fit a a comedy career into your lifestyle?
2: So my grandparents, and that's one thing about my grandparents, you hear me talk about them a lot. They love the animals, and my grandpa loves them. And so really the only thing, like I just tell them, be like, what's up, you know? How you guys going to have to throw some some feed out? My grandma, um, she comes from a long line of farmers. I come from a long line of farmers. She can get up on my tractor and, you know, throw out some hay. Like she ain't worried about it. Big old four by five round bill, and so I mean, I feel like they can handle stuff around here. But my main deal is, is I want to keep storytelling because mm-hmm. I feel like that's important.
0: Yeah, I think storytelling. If you, any any stories you can tell that relates to your life that other people can relate to, you know, it's very it's it's simple. It's really simple relations. People people try to complicate things, but. Simple relations resonate more with people than relations that are fabricated.
2: I mean, that's that's my main deal. Is I just try to keep storytelling when, I'm, when I write my songs. I tell that it's their story. I'm a storyteller, and so also, but in a weird way, like I was telling you about the rap song about my stepdad. Like that's a story all in itself in the rap song. Like I mm-hmm. mean, it's just.
0: So if you branded your if you branded yourself, you just what would you want to call yourself? Just tough, tough Scott.
2: Just tough.
0: Just tough. T u f f. Tough.
2: Yes, sir. I guess I don't know.
0: I mean, is that what? What is Phil Ryder? Would you be like, Kristen Tough Scott?
2: People call me Kristen. People call me Kristen Tough.
0: Kristen Tough. Kristen Tough.
2: Kristen Tough Scott. Because like that's normally what I get at the WalMarts. That's mm-hmm. what my people call. Like no, but now, you know, if, like, I, I mean, people everywhere. I'm like, yeah, that's me. And then some country artist, but she she was old school, and I felt so bad. God love her heart. And I felt so bad. She was so excited to meet me, and I was sure pretending like I knew who she was because I did not. Who was it? I don't know. I still don't know her name.
0: She was a country singer?
2: Yeah, but not very popular. But, like, in the uh, 80s, she had a a few little hits.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Well, I know. How far are you from Little Rock? Arkansas, three
2: hours.
0: Well, uh, you know, through all my comedy adventures with Darren and being, going to Fort Smith, we've we've done some shows in Fort Smith. We were going to do Little Rock, but we didn't do Little Rock because we usually do Memphis. Um, oh, Memphis. Yeah, and and doing these shows, I met Tim Griffin. You know Tim Griffin, your Lieutenant Governor? Probably not.
2: <laughs> I know him personally, but I know every, I'm just. Anyways, as you're saying.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to get political. I just know Tim no, Griffin. Like,
2: I know. I, I'm just. I'm just like. Yeah. Hold on a second here. Wow. My grandpa's velociraptor dog gets about that big. Hey, Carly, go and hush up. Ain't nobody trying to murder us. There's like three thousand people in this town, and I know about twenty nine hundred of them. Can't, sorry.
0: There's three thousand people in the town.
2: Yeah, there's only three thousand people here. So you,
0: so you know of Tim Tim Griffin?
2: I know of him. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well you know he's running for governor, right? In Arkansas.
2: Over Ace? What he running as? Uh I
0: ain't, I'm not gonna say. I just I just know him as a human being. Okay. You know?
2: Well I have to check it out because I know he probably got a good chance and I ain't gonna be political. I'm just gonna state facts. There's a lot of people mad at Ace right now. Sorry.
0: I don't I don't uh my conclusion about politics, I don't give a shit. Okay. Until somebody writes a check, like if if one side writes me a check or the other side writes me a check, I might get excited about politics, but until that happens, I got to get mine. I ain't, I don't have time to worry about all this nonsense.
2: Well, see, that's what I'm, that's what I'm feeling like. It's just, I just want like, that's the thing about my page. Like, I made a post because everybody's so worked up about everything. And like, I was like, look, I don't care what your political affiliation is, what your religion is, what your ethnicity is. Like, I don't care, but you know, your sexuality. I don't care. It's not, there's that people deserve respect. People deserve respect. And the thing is, is, you know, I'm not going to censor people, even though legally I can. I'm not going to censor you. You can keep your First Amendment right on my page, but just know that I got liberals and liberals and Republicans on my page. So y'all finna have them war on this sucker. It ain't yeah. going to be good, you know? But I mean, it's, it, but the thing is, is, you know, people are like delete their comment, delete it, unblock. I'm like, I'm not blocking them for expressing their opinion. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, can't this be a place we come and we all left and get away from that? Because that's what this is originally set up for. You know, yeah.
0: well, you know, politics is just emotions anyway. I mean, that's basically what politics is—it's emotions. And I think because because people have it top of mind. So if you have talk to another person, and that is such a top of mind subject, right? I think that's your go-to. So if you're talking to an individual and you have an opinion about a subject and it, you know, your go-to is to differentiate, differentiate your opinion compared to the other person, your go-to is political. And I think that's a lazy way of trying to win a conversation. And that's the society we've grown into, unfortunately.
2: You said, because ain't none of it. I'm, I'm not trying to be me ain't neither side care about us. They care about winning. Same as that we care about winning and, and, and our little mini goals in life. That's all they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to mean, I mean, I'm sure they care about us, but essentially we're just numbers.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's, uh,
2: same like
0: you got to start with the kids. I think when they, when we deal with things in the past, the past is already done. You know, to improve the future, you got to start with the kids. You got to start with where they live, what they eat, what's their curriculum, you know. And if politicians don't address that, then nothing's really ever going to be fixed because you got to start at the foundation of the country. And that's never done. They're worried about, you know, it's just capitalism and making money. It's a monetary thing on either side. That's all it is. So if, if there's ever a politician that would come in, and start talking about the kids first, and not give a shit about the monetary things in life. You know, then I think we can get somewhere as a country and a society. But that never happens. So I guess we.
2: Which well, says they don't. And that's the thing is where, like me, like I'm, I love kids, and I don't like seeing. It. Like me, like I do what I can for for anybody. I do what I can. With you know, I'm only one person, and I only, you know, I have what I have. But there's so, like literally people are like, well, why don't you know? They just get like that's. I was like, this problem, you can't just be give everything. I was like, Cause if you get give everything, then it's like, okay, like, fine example. I have a lot of friends that when we were in college, like, I grew up poor, like, I've been eating ramen noodles, okay? Yeah. <laughs> His dad put him on a budget, and was like, okay, you know, I mean, mom got divorced, you only get this amount of money. He didn't know how to live. Mm-hmm. I'd tell him, I'm like, you can't afford that. He's like, but but I want to go. And I'm like, but you can't afford that. That ain't on. Yeah, that ain't on there. But you know, you you don't have enough money for tennis shoes, boy. Like he's like, what am I gonna do? Because these ones got a scuff mark on them. I was like, well, until they got a hole in the bottom of them, I suggest you wear them and be happy to have them. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. I think that's the problem is people. If you if you grow up with with with, with money. Some people are very smart and manage your money well. But then you have like this new generation. Like I feel like my generation that grew up with parents that had money, they have no idea how to live. I have a friend who does not know how to deposit money in the bank.
0: That's interesting. And how old is your friend?
2: 27. When I was helping her move out of her apartment, I found a garbage bag, black garbage bag with cash in it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like she's like, I don't know what to do with it, so I was just gonna take it back and give it to my mom to put in the bank. I was like, like oh, you know, you can just go up there and give it to them and then put it in your account.
0: What do you stick in your mouth? What's that in your mouth? Your lip. Cope Copenhagen.
2: Well, we, we, we've been on here an hour, yeah. We have. <laughs> yeah, we've been on here an hour, and I was like, oh, I'm, try- I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to make it too. Like you're flip. trying
0: to make it. You got to get one. You got to get one less than an hour. If you if you if you, if you don't have one in an hour, you got to get one after an hour.
2: Sir, I sleep with a dip in. Okay. Really? Yeah, that's about my patience level these days.
0: Nice. So, how you been dealing with the pandemic? I mean, how's that up in the in Arkansas? Is it wearing on you in here?
2: Or- no, not really. I mean, I feel like the one thing that's worn on me is I got my grandma. She, my grandma wanted to go. Um, she's always wanted to go to Alaska. So last Christmas, before not this Christmas, the one before the, the pandemic, I bought her a, cr- a trip, a cruise trip or whatever, like the ten day one where like you go around the iceberg. And I'm like, Grandma, you know this is like white people stuff, right? Like, because like we all seen the Titanic movie, and this see this is why folks make fun of white people because you putting yourself in a boat, and we're going to drive around the icebergs. <laughs> Like I'm white, but I'm not like. Let's go skiing on a black diamond range. White. I'm not like on a mountain bike. White. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't gonna happen. So anyway, so it ended up canceling that. You know that upset me. Not because I didn't get to go on the trip, but because I was so excited to take my grandma somewhere. You know. I had it's like, a suite and, like, everything booked out. You know, I like to go on Carnival because they're, like, the Walmart cruise lines. Like, they'll threaten to throw you in the brig, but they won't really do it unless you actually hurt someone. Yeah. Just got to apologize. Yeah. I would know. know what I'm saying? But, I mean, so, travel really it's affected me travel-wise because here in my little town, we're just living, working. Like, I go out every morning. Well, this morning, I didn't because I was nervous. So, I slept mm -hmm. and, uh. But most mornings, I go out and let my doggies go out to the bathroom and I feed the ponies and I feed the chickens and plug their light in. And then I do the same thing at night and hang out my pawpaw during the day. I mean, that, that's my life like right now. And I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But no. I also love to go to. I, you know where I want to go? I want to go to Turks and Caicos and I want to butler for a whole week.
0: Nice. That would be fun. I would enjoy that.
2: All I, do. I just want to go to the beach, somewhere like a nice clean beach somewhere and just well, come
0: on down to Charleston. Come on down to Charleston, South Carolina.
2: Okay. Yeah, I can do that.
0: <laughs> come on down. We'll come we'll get you down here and make some content with you.
2: I wanna make catfish truly so bad.
0: You do? Yeah. Well, let's put it together. We'll do we'll we'll have you and him start doing some content.
2: Could relate on like this. Look, all my friends are guys, obviously for them like mm-hmm. 99%, okay? And here's the deal. I feel like, like he just reminds me of one of my best good friends I had in college that he he passed away untimely, but Catfish Killies always reminded me of him. And I'm like, I've got to meet him. And then he, he come to Arkansas and went down to a party just down the road from where I was living. But I didn't go because I'm like, no, I don't want to meet him like that. Like, I want to meet him, like, talk to him. Mm-hmm. Like I wanna like I wanna know his story, story. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, Catfish is uh you can't judge a book by its cover. He's a good guy. He's I know I think he's a star.
2: Doing what they was doing down there, they was getting him way drunk and and put and put just pushing it too far. And I don't like to see people done that way. You know what I yeah. mean? that pressure yeah. them to do things that they don't need to be doing? I was like, I'm not going to go be a part of that. I said, because y'all know good and well y'all's done taking that shine down there and giving it to him and y'all's pushing him because they mm-hmm. were telling the stories of the aftermath. of I said, oh, that's not funny. Like y'all should be embarrassed, you know, uh, you know, and, and there was another person I'd like to meet that they've done the same thing to. And I said, y'all should be embarrassed. You y'all supposed to be grown adults. And here y'all are grown men, essentially roofing other grown men, like, yeah. not really roofing, but you know what I mean. I said you're taking advantage. I said like he's. I was like he seems to be one of the most down to earth. Shoot it to you straight, people. There are, and that's how I, that's how I tell people. Like I'm like, I'm not a candy factory. So if you want something sugar coated, don't ask me.
0: I'm just hey, I'm the same way, and I I uh, always tell people it's like if you're gonna get involved with me, you may not like the taste up front, but I'm the guy you want to have in your back later. You know what I'm saying? You get all the nonsense out of the way.
2: But here's, I mean, like I've always told people, because I've been different my whole life, believe it or not. And I said I'm a hard pill to swallow. But let me tell you, if you can't get me down, I hope you choke on it, some bitch, the whole way down. Because I'm, I'm <laughs> nice. I'm, I am. That's the thing. I'm nice. Like yeah. if, even if I know somebody in front of me, it just uptown. You know, you know, he's got more money than you in a small town. If if they're having trouble finding something, I just get it. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe good comes back to you, and I, I guess it does in a way absolutely i just don't like to see people take advantage of him so that's why i didn't go down there because i was like i don't want to meet him like that like i want to meet him regular and i want to talk to him but i would like to do a video with him i think we could do one heck of a video
0: yeah we'll uh we'll get y'all two down here we'll talk about we'll talk about the comedy you know i I can set shows up pretty fast because we we have do have a good reputation i know all the clubs around the country uh our agent is icm so we can get done, whatever. If that's really something you want to pursue, we can talk about that. Uh, and if, if, is there anything else out there you want to promote today and we can talk after this podcast and, you know, figure it out from there. But is there anything while we're on here and we'll, we'll kind of get to a close and anything you want to promote?
2: I don't want to promote one thing in particular. I want to promote just kindness and respect. Be kind to people, respect their opinion and just respect them as a person. And if cool. they can't do the same to you, that doesn't mean that you got to be back to them because you, you've got to, you've got to, you know, a few people, a few of us got to start changing for things to change. So just be kind and be nice and be respectful and help people. If you can help them, it don't matter if you're not, you know, just help them. It'll come back to you. I promise. That's all.
0: I help people. Hey, I help people, but some people still think I'm an asshole. So I don't know. What do we do about that? If you help people and they think you're still think you're an asshole, even then you're helping people all the time.
2: You keep helping them because people think, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get called every name in the book. I get, I get messages in my inbox. Either People are like, Oh my God, I love you, baby. And I'm like, I don't know about it. Um, but, uh, or they're like, kill yourself. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm so glad that you have that much free time, but no, I mean, just kindness. Like just be kind. Gotcha. If, some, if you know, kill, my deal is killing with kindness.
0: I hear you. That's a good motto.
2: Some hate. Good motto. Just be like, I'm so sorry you feel that way, and I hope you have a good day and God bless you.
0: Well, uh, Kristen Tuff, Kristen Tuff Scott, uh, but we're going to call her Kristen Tuff. That's going to be the branded name. We appreciate you coming on the Unimpressed Podcast today, and the thing I'm unimpressed about is I'm unimpressed you're not on stage because I think you're a performer. I think you're an entertainer. Got a great personality, so I'm. I look to have more conversations with you and uh, see what can happen.
2: Well, I mean, you can call me anytime. Just don't call me late for dinner. All right. All
0: right. All right. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, this is John Edmonds Cosmo. I'm the CEO of Bang Productions. Thank you, Kristen. We'll see you.